Welcome to the Best of Fives, the Neozaz podcast that can happen anytime, anywhere, with anyone, about any topic. I'm Jeff from Marvin Dog Media and Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, and I'd like to present to you another of our mini-sodes. This is a top five list that Taylor and I put together about our top five favorite action figure villains. So I hope you'll enjoy. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff, and we're here. It's another mini sode, and we're going to try something this year during 2017. <laughs> we kind of enjoyed doing the top five spooky toys, so we're going to do a, a, a toy top five every once in a while mm-hmm. uh, on a mini sode uh, for a couple of reasons. One, we like doing it. Two, everybody likes lists. Three, it keeps us from having to come up with mini sode topics. Uh, and four, uh, we can also share these over on the Neozaz mm-hmm. feed. They have a show called the Best of Fives. Neozaz are the folks who produce Star Wars in character, the Grady's, Pass the Popcorn, uh, and all of the other in-character shows that they do. And they have a, a series called Best of Fives that is basically just sort of a free-form top five list. Anybody who wants to uh, contribute can contribute. And so I reached out to Matt and said, hey, you guys hosted our last one. Would you like to keep hosting them as we record them? He said, sure, send them our way. So uh, I encourage you guys to go check that out on the Neozaz page uh, because they have a lot of uh, fun shows over there as well. Uh, and uh, thanks to uh, the Neozaz guys for uh, you know the, the cross support. We, you know, it's nice that uh, for the most part the podcasting community is always very supportive of one another. So we appreciate that. So our top five list this time came courtesy of Taylor, <laughs> and that's our of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our top five action figure villains, or as I like to call them, bad guys. Because villain, right. villain is such a serious word. Sometimes they're just bad guys. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not just uh, it's not just villains as action figures, but it's also the villains in whatever media they also uh, were part of down the road too. So, you know, action figure form first, and then kind of a follow up with them and their stories, right? Because during the 80s, every action figure, for the most part, either had a comic or a cartoon. Sometimes a movie. Sometimes. Sometimes what? They had a movie. Oh, I thought there was sometimes a movie. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, since you love the villains and the bad guys, I will go first and allow you to finish off the list. Okay. Uh, so I'll just jump right in. My my number five, and this may not be a surprise to most people out there, but my number five is Miles Mayhem from Mask. Ah. Uh. And I love this. From a character perspective, I love it because he was Matt's best friend and betrayed him. You don't get much more villainous than that. And I love that he, he wears this, like, military uniform, even though Venom is not a military organization. It's basically just a group of, of baddies that he's put together. But as far as the figure goes, I love him because he looks like Richard Reel or, or Reilly, whoever, however you pronounce his last name, who played Tom Sinkowski on uh, in Office Space. You know, the oh, guy yeah. who had the jump to conclusions, Matt. Yeah. It's, I always say if they if they make a movie, he has to play Miles Mayhem. Of course, he may be a little old now, but uh, they, they would have been my choice uh, back in the day. Uh, but uh, yeah, Miles Mayhem is my number five. I just I think he's a he's a fun character and he's not. Uh, not so great of a villain that he needs to be higher on the list, but I did want him on the list. 
he his overall look, and I, I think I talked about him because he came with the the helicopter slash jet that a switchblade switchblade. <laughs> it's like it doesn't actually like the vehicle doesn't change so much that it's it's noticeable. You know, it goes from a helicopter into a jet, and there were some some GI Joe vehicles that did that as well. But he definitely reminds me of a Cobra character because he's got that nice Cobra blue with the the red kind of pinstripe pieces and the metals on them and he he reminds me of Cobra Commander without the mask until he puts his mask on. Right. You could see that though, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's just a fun he's just a fun character. He's a fun villain. But now every time that cuz I never replaced him with that actor, now every time that I see Miles Mayhem, I'm going to think of him yeah. with a jump to conclusions jump mask. Jump to conclusions mask. The Who guy made a million dollars. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, why did you attack him? <laughs> the Matt told me to. I jumped exactly. to conclusions. <laughs> exactly. It's the day for vengeance. But it does. It looks just like him, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It really does. <laughs> so what? Uh, what is your number five? Okay, my number five, and this is this is one of those lines that some people are probably going to stick their finger down the back of their throat, go ah. But mine is Megahurt from Computer Warriors. <laughs> here's the thing this computer warriors they put out one cartoon one cartoon and i own it, it it's ridiculous and i love it but he's got one line in this cartoon and he tells them that if anyone fires their blaster without his permission he will neutralize them faster than a wozniak when he can make such a nerdy joke like that and keep his evil composure He's well worth it. I mean, just listen to this file card. I mean, Megahurt, evil virus commander. Um, his PC board becomes an evil attack flight interceptor. This monstrous mutant is the evil virus commander, a hideous cross-clone of a thermonuclear war program and torture training manual. Megahurt has been programmed to control all worldwide computer circuitry. Obsessed with power, control of computers is not enough for this ruthless virus. He has his electronic eye on bigger things, control of the world. And keep in mind, computer warriors, they're like an inch and a half tall. And he's wanting to control the world. This guy has plans. Within plans. (laughs) Within plans. He's he's a really cool-looking figure. The computer warriors, you know, they're pretty detailed. And I, I, again, I love them. You know I love them. But he's got some really cool asymmetry circuitry sort of things like built into them with this nice gold bronze like green paint job but then on the back he's all purple and i love purple and he just looks like a villain a really ruthless villain in the smallest scale you could possibly go i think they're smaller than the mask figures i think they're smaller than sky commanders too me, I think you're right. <laughs> That's my number five. What's That's, your number four? My number four, uh, and this will please you. Mm-hmm. My number four is Hordak ah. from Masters of the Universe because he's a vampire skeleton. I, I love this. We talked about it on the action figure exclusive. I love this character's design. The only reason he's fourth on the list and not higher is because he wasn't the first villain because Skeletor is sort of was was the first villain and he was a, a, an add-on later on but you True. know this guy this guy he commands the evil horde 
he's got like all of the hallmarks of a great villain. He's he's megalomaniacal, but he's also extremely narcissistic because he puts his his face on all of his underlings, you know, clothing, their knee pads and everything. When he had shin guards, everything, but he's also, he's also legit scary and menacing. And I love, you know, he's got like kind of the, 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 the bloody mouth. We talked about it in the red eyes and everything. And he's got that cool little collar that's popped. Just a great, great character. When, when he was reintroduced in the comics that they were doing the last few years and they were running them all together, there's this really great story with him and Zodak, that's kind of an offshoot um, comic that ties in with everything else. And, you know, thinking about him, that character in that place, you know, they do set him up as a, a vampire who consumes power, and he consumes power from everything. And when you think about him as, as this cosmic consumer, you know, he he is rather scary. And when you think about him as far as age, when he's fighting with the one of the original Zodaks at this point, this is towards the very beginning of time. And so he has been around forever. And, you know, he will come in waves where he'll be there and then he'll go missing. And then he'll come in, he'll go missing throughout the ages. And he, he carries that story and that, that look and that that fervor of a vampire, you know, a vampire might be defeated. He goes into hiding and sleeps and then he comes back for a new age when he's reawakened. And I just, I like that aspect of Hordak. And I think that that's what makes him really cool is what a lot of the uh, comic books and, and cartoons have done with him over the years. Wow. Yeah, he's 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 that's a great choice. He's a really good choice. I I had originally thought about him and I had thought about having him on my list and I ended up passing. But I I did have him on there at one point. Well, what is your number 4 then? My number 4 and this was one that I I had a, a bit of a tie, but the one I finally chose was Crockmaster. From G.I. Joe. Nice. A little S and M in the list. I like it. He, he so Crockmaster, I believe has he was in a, a like a couple of the cartoons. Like he's he's not really in there for a lot of the fighting. He's one of those characters as a kid I always wanted because I mean he's this guy with scuba gear and he wrestles crocodiles. And his file card is really what made me kind of like think of this guy and really choose him for my list, but he's a Cobra reptile trainer. And he's one that was a, he was a former alligator wrestler and a burglar alarm salesman. And he founded (laughs) this thing called guard gators Inc. And it was an effort to, to basically take alligators and crocodiles depending on where you lived and make them these guard pets. So at the Cobra islands where they have all their training camps in the tunnels to keep people out, they have their tunnels filled with these, these, uh, uh, crocodiles and they are like super fast and 
crazy and they will destroy anything that gets in there. And it's all because of Crocmaster. You know, he's the, the, the reptile trainer. And every version of him that's come out, the one in the 80s, I absolutely love. The one that they did in the 90s where they changed up some of his look. I mean, he still follows that format. He's got the alligator skin, some sort of weird mask on, uh, like a whip, which I think is kind of cool. And like an alligator comes with him. Every version that has come out for Crocmaster has been wonderful and really cool. And I just love the overall look of this character. He's creepy, kind of sadist, kind of sci-fi, but not sci-fi. I mean, he's he's an interesting looking dude. It's a creepy character. It's a very yeah. creepy character. <laughs> he's, he's something else. My... Uh, I will say though my tie with him, my my nice little what? shout out. You have a tie. I do have a tie. Are not allowed? We never have ties on this show. Whatever. My honorable mention. How about that? Well, you can have a tie, I suppose. <laughs> Is actually from a different toy line, and it's Stinkor. Okay. And Just the reason why defend your answer. <laughs> the reason why Stinkor. He smells really bad in every single cartoon and even his mini comic where he uh, he's out in the world is so laughable and yet so intense that he would be one of those villains that I would never want to have to cross. His 2000X cartoon, yeah, like his to, origins. You'd have to bathe in uh, tomato, tomato soup <laughs> or tomato juice, whatever it is. Because of the overwhelming smell of patchouli and skunk, right? Um, his his uh, background story in the 2000X cartoon is truly one of the best cart like the the 2000X cartoons to be put out. Like it's it's a fun one. Um, his mini comic is hilarious. Uh, if I remember correctly, his his original uh, appearance on the Masters Universe cartoon is hilarious. I mean, he's He's a hilarious character. When you think about him, he's a he's a stink monster, and I I love it, and it, it makes me laugh. It doesn't beat out Crocmaster, but it truly is almost tied up there that it is a honorable mention. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I suppose all I'll tie. <laughs> My number three is also from the GI Joe line. And the G.I. Joe line, we could probably do a top five list of just G.I. Joe villains. Uh, there are so many yeah. of them, but my top five, my number three is Cobra Commander. And oh, yeah. uh, we got, uh, he's on the list because we got two really tr- tremendous figures, uh, different versions of this guy in the original G.I. Joe Real American Hero line. You know, we got the original that has the, the helmet with the mask mm-hmm. uh, that goes over it, the silver mask. And then we got the one that has the hood over his head with a mm-hmm. darker, sort of almost navy blue color and they're both really cool the only reason he's not higher on the list is because he was a little too whiny for me in the cartoon (laughs) but i love the fact that he didn't come with a backpack but he did have the original version at least had the it was molded into his back that he could you could put his pistol back there yeah which would be tough to get to but we won't talk about logistics but i also love that he had the little stripes going down his pants like the stirrups going over his boots yeah, um, he's just kind of a classic, classic villain, you know, bent on world domination, but also kind of a ne'er do well who never quite gets it right. When um, 
when they came out with his version, the chrome dome helmeted version of him in the um, the new 30th anniversary uh, action figures, I, I immediately, when I was able to get one, I got one. Because that look is so classic. And that chrome face just leads to, you know, if if you didn't get to watch the cartoon and you just saw him, it leads to this kind of weird, mysterious vibe about him, especially with his uh, file card. And I, I like the fact that that when he talks in the cartoon, he's got a little bit of that, you know, snake lisp to him. Right. And it just, it, it's hilarious at one point, but at the same time, it's kind of creepy because you're like, well, is he kind of like a snake guy underneath or what's going on? And, um, one of one of our cosplay friends does a excellent Cobra Commander. Oh yeah, Commander. Carlos, Carlos, and uh, yeah. Veronica do Car- uh, Cobra Commander and the Baroness. Yeah, it looks awesome. They both I look love amazing. his Cobra Commander. Yeah, <laughs> everything Carlos does is amazing. Though, so. uh, I'm really hoping this year when they have you know their action figure shows that the Joe team comes back. I'm hoping that that he can he can do some Cobra Commander for us this time. Yeah, I'd like that, to see yeah it. it's Carlos. He does something different every time. He'll probably come up with a Serpentor cosplay or something. Ooh, that would be cool. Or Destro. Serpentor would be better. No, he could, he could, he could be a... <laughs> Carlos, I vote Destro. You'd be a kick-ass Destro. Because <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> Maybe so, Destro when he's with the Iron uh, Grenadiers. Sure. What about your number three? My number three is one of your favorites... Okay. It's uh, Spy Drax from Sectars, Warriors of the Symbian. I hate you, Taylor. <laughs> this is so my number two. <laughs> no, 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 we get to talk about him. So, the, you know, he's very creepy. He is extremely creepy. He's uh, the actual toy itself has quite a bit of detail to the face, but he's like cast in this black plastic, so his skin is just pitch black but then he's got these little details like his little fangs are painted in and his helmet's like purple purple black and red i mean his colors just speak villain and you know the fact that he carries a whip the creature he rides on is a spider wings and in the cartoon he actually he sounds like an, an evil general he's one of those that he's creepy enough that that he should be, in most people's opinion, a, a top-notch villain. I just think that because Sectars is not as beloved of a line that he's not as high because not too many people necessarily know of Sectars and have seen the cartoon. You know, I saw the cartoon in the aftermath. I never got to see it when it first came out because we never got the channel that it was on. And it was a very short-lived um, show. But if it had been something I was able to see, I would have probably watched it every time and been in even more love with Spy Drag because of how he's portrayed that cartoon. Right. Yep. Okay. So, my number two, mm-hmm. I have a tie for my number two. You can't have that. Sure I can. <laughs> uh, you had one, so I can have one. Of. Uh, but my, my, unlike yours, mine are actually related. They come from the same toy line. Uh, ah. This might surprise everybody that this is not my number one, but my number two is uh, a tie between Darth Vader and the Emperor from Kenner's vintage uh, Star Wars line. Wow. And I put these two together because one of them set the standard for sculpting 
that being Darth Vader because he was one of the original 12, and the other was the pinnacle of Kenner sculpting because he came you know, near the end of the line. And they, they were both, the, the characters, both characters are just scary as hell. And the figures were just really great representations of the characters, even given the limitations of the technology at the time. The You know, we talked about it. That Darth Vader figure is as almost as film accurate as you could get in 1978. Right. And so much so that they never went back and revisited it. We got the same Vader figure at the beginning of the line at the as at the end, and he, he fits with the rest of them. He, he looks just as good as the figures that came at the end of the line. And the Emperor, coming near as he did near the end of the line, had so much more detail in his face. You know, he had a lot, all the wrinkles and everything and the way that they sculpted the hood coming over him and he slumped over and he even comes with a cane and he's got a hand out to hold the cane to, to keep himself from falling over as if he needs it. We found out later that he really doesn't. And they even solved the problem of his, his robes, you know, which we'll talk about it when we talk about his action figure exclusive. But, you know, the uh, just kind of like they did with Obi-Wan Kenobi, they just sculpted them as pants like he was wearing bell bottoms or something right true yeah like even the um the way that they give him a little bit of that hump in his robes where he's like leaned forward that's right you're right that is the absolute pinnacle of where uh kidner went with their their action figures and of course you can take the two and you can line them up and set them side by side because they are kind of a an, an evil duo there, you know, Vader's the, the true villain that we always see, but technically through a lot of that, the emperor's there pulling the strings. Right. So yeah, I the, mean, the phantom menace as it were. Right. So, I mean, that is very much a nice pairing. Like I, I figured that Vader would be on there, but then to also have that tie with the emperor is, is really cool because yeah, I mean, even down to like the, the detail work they put in this brooch, He's a well-sculpted figure, almost as well-sculpted as Vader is, because, you know, Vader, for being so early, has a lot of detail in him. Yeah, a lot of texture and everything on the, you know, his, like the, the ribbing on his uh, on his, his uh, arms and legs. Oh, yeah, and, and even, yeah. even down to um, the, all the detail work they put in on the small scale for his uh, breathing box, and, I mean, just all of it. it that's a good choice, especially for the two. Yeah, that's well, thank an you. excellent choice. You're welcome. <laughs> what about your number two? My number two, and he could have easily been number one, but I do have a, a place for number one, but he's he's way up there. As a kid, he was one of my favorite uh, tyrants. Um, still is this day. I do have one complete, which makes me really happy, and he actually comes with like his vehicle that he used in the cartoon which I like to put him on. It's Tex Hex from Brave Star. Okay, I wondered if Tex Hex wouldn't be on here because I know you love that character. I love and that it's a, character. It's a great character and a great character design, too. Yeah, he really is. I mean... He looks, the... like, a, he looks like a zombie, but he's also is, is, he's like sickly pink. Yeah, he just looks unwell. Yeah, those... those like his bright... evil is rotting him from within. Yeah, and even those bright red eyes, the, the gnarled up kind of hat with the technology on it, the fact that he's got a, a vest slash bandolier with spikes on it and it holds two knives, you know, just just everything about him. He is extremely wicked looking. And 
I, I like the the setup of his gloves and his boots and his hat and how it's all black, and yet he can wear this two tone green and even green underwear on the outside, and <laughs> he just looks he, he he's not someone that you would mess with. You know, he's got gold weapons, but he doesn't signify anything of being a good guy at all. No, no, you know, everything the, about him just screams bad you guy. Want, you don't want any part of him. Yeah, just an absolute bad guy, and I. I love this character so much. I, I love his portrayal in the cartoon. I love the fact that when he moves his wisp of his Fu Manchu mustache move around and he just, he's got this air of arrogance and this, this cruel kind of um, need for all the curium and, and this need to like wipe, you know, all any, anything under his boot out of the way. And, you know, I said that I had his vehicle um, as well, the Skullwalker. As far as a vehicle in this line suiting a character, that is absolutely perfect for him. It, it switches between what would be a kind of a, almost like a speeder bike to a to a walking two-legged, you know, at ATST, with him just sitting on the top of it, and he holds on to it by holding on to a skull. Yeah, with silver eyes. I'm Creepy. like, yeah, yeah, it fits him to yeah. the teeth. Rounds out the character nicely. That's a good choice. Yeah, that is probably one of my my favorites. And again, the figure is absolutely wonderful. I'm so happy to have him back in my collection. And I thought of putting him on mine, but I assumed he would be on your <laughs> list, so I didn't. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm kind of a Mattel nerd, so thinking about it so far, I've had four, uh, no, no, three that have come from my list. Well, and I've got two so far from Kenner, and my third one is going to be a Kenner as well. My number ah. one. My number one. Um, what do you think my number one is? I think it's going to surprise a few people. <laughs> and it's Kenner? Yeah, knowing it's Kenner, what do you think it is? Don't spend a whole uh, lot of time on it, because that's not interesting I'm, for the listeners. But... I'm going to think it's maybe uh, uh, the rotting guy from Inhumanoids? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Uh, I, I would have put those guys on there, but they just scared me too much to even bother talking about them. No, it's <laughs> it's uh, the Joker from the Superpowers collection uh, for a couple yeah. of reasons. One being uh, he's always a villain because he's the one that keeps getting away from me. I still don't have a Joker. Every time I find one, it's either there's he's either missing his his mallet, he's not in good shape, he doesn't work, or it's just way out of my price range. But I love this guy because he's the greatest. It, to me, he's the, this is the greatest action figure of this character that we've ever had. And, and there have been a ton of Jokers and a ton of great Jokers. But this one, to me, is my favorite because it's sort of the perfect combination of the Cesar Romero Bat, uh, Joker from uh, the Bill Dozier Batman from the 60s and yeah. the one that we got in the Super Friends. And the fact that he came with that huge mallet is just hilarious to me. I love it. It's just so perfect. He's tall, skinny, and purple. And just the colors are vibrant. You know, those primary colors that we got with the superpowers line. And I just love this figure. And he's just so much fun. And, you know, the, the Joker is, I think, in my opinion, probably the greatest comic book villain ever. Could be argued. But <laughs> for my money, I think he is probably the best, certainly the most interesting. And this is, again, in my opinion, the, the best version of the character we have as an action figure. He he really is, especially in the comics world, especially what they were doing with him in the 80s, probably, in my opinion, one of the 
most well-rounded out arch nemesis. Like he truly is an arch nemesis yes. to Batman. And you know, there was a, um, I think it was a, was it death in the family where Robin was killed and killed Robin. Yeah. And he's, he's being marched down, uh, by some, some people that he's claiming to have controlled their country. And he stops right next to Bruce Wayne and he looks at Bruce Wayne like he knows him. Like he absolutely knows him, but he doesn't say anything. He just keeps laughing and keeps walking. And it's like that level of insanity, but yet control just makes him that good of a villain. What the the thing that I like about the superpowers, because that mallet actually has a face sculpted on it. So he, if I remember correctly, does it have the face on there? The mallet? Uh, yeah. I don't believe so. I think it's just a. I think it's just a mallet. I think it's just a. Just okay. a big. Looks like a big. It's a, bear. It's, yeah. Just it's a, a mallet. green, green yeah. mallet. The uh, maybe that was Mattel that did it. The um, and one of the waves of the the DC classics, they were taking a lot of the the figures and kind of giving them redesigns based off of their superpower or even toy biz runs, depending on which one they chose from. And the Joker that they they designed was based off of the the um, Super Friends or the Superpowers lines. And the thing that they did is they gave him that mallet, but they subtly kind of sculpted in a little bit of a face on that mallet, like a Joker face. So when he smashes you, he's smashing you with the face. And the last thing you see is this crazy smile coming down on your head. And, you know, again, that level of insanity, it's like, yeah, he's, he's dangerous. He's, he's an awesome villain to, to choose. I, I could see, I could see why he's up there. Thank you. And especially that particular figure. But and, cause you love that line too. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a good line. Kind of, kind of expensive these days to find those pieces in good, shape but yeah that is a great line yeah i kind of wish i could find some of those for for elijah hint hint <laughs> <laughs> so that was your number one huh? that was my number one what about you what is your number one so I mean, should, should you even have to guess it's another mattel love property i'm assuming it's skeletor it is it's not just any skeletor though the Skeletor I chose, I mean, Skeletor is my number one villain, but the Skeletor I chose is actually the Skeletor from the New Adventures of He-Man, or just as action figures, the He-Man run of things. And the reason why is that in the mini comics, Skeletor himself, the the way he's portrayed in this cartoon, he's a little iffy. He's more maniacal and kind of silly than he is in the Masters Universe cartoon, so he does seem crazier in this new universe than he does in the old cartoon. But what's interesting about him is that his color scheme is very different. Um, he still has that purple and blue, but now he's added this magenta and red and these kind of brass pieces, including this brass Havoc staff that looks like a shocker and like a blade on the end. Mm-hmm. But in the mini comic, because of his run in with He-Man, he was so damaged that 
he was taken and they put cybernetic pieces in him to try to repair him and fix him. And so all these pieces on him are cybernetic enhancements that are holding him together. And in the mini-comic, he just seems so much more evil because now he's more machine than he is, man, twisted and evil in the truest sense that he is mechanical, magical, and still evil with his purple and blue combo setup. Right. He's got a lot more color to him, and he just seems dangerous. Very dangerous. The repeating skull motif all over him. And this this just kind of sharp angles here and there. I mean, he just, he looks really cool. Besides for the, um, uh, the, uh, the, what is it called? The spinning axe He-Man or the throwing axe He-Man that I always call the Hula Tour. Right. Besides for that one, this would be one of my favorite versions of Skeletor. And I, I do have one, uh, complete, um, I always kind of pair him with the shuttle pod that came out in this line because, you know, in the picture on the box, it shows him with that shuttle and it just matches so well. It looks great together. And I don't know what it is. I just really, really dig this figure. Oh, it's a cool figure. Yeah, I, yeah. I like it too. It's a good choice. Yeah. I guess it reminds me a little bit more of maybe, um, some of the 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 way that he's portrayed in the movie too, like he's got the the metal codpiece and more of the armor on him, and even his havoc staff is overly detailed, like it is in the movie. <laughs> and he has a cape, right? <laughs> Interestingly enough, um, today when I was asking Elijah what he wanted to watch, he said he man, I said, "Do you want to watch the movie?" And he just got super excited. Nice. And every time... Well, he is less than two years old. He'll learn, he'll get taste eventually. (laughs) Every time he sees Skeletor, I mean, he'll sit there and he'll point at him and he'll go, that's a Skeletor (laughs) laugh. (laughs) Eerie. He loves loves Skeletor. I was trying to to make room for pictures to hang up and I took the Skeletor piece down um, that uh, our draw had made. And my wife told me, she says, you know, you really need to put that back up. I'm like, well, why? You know, make room for family. She goes, if you take that down, Elijah will go crazy because <laughs> he won't have Skeletor up there to point at and laugh to. And I'm like, right. Okay. So, so he's my son. Obviously, he's a good choice for number one here. Obviously. On my list and probably his as well. Well, I had, I had a, a, some honorable mentions here. Did you have any? No, just the honorable mention that I had was just the uh, stink mm-hmm. Well, I had a, a couple that I wanted to mention that almost made my list. One was uh, the Overlord from Black Star, because oh, I just yeah. I love that character design. Uh, I just you know the the horns and everything, and it's just very uh, sort of it's just sort of minimalist in its design, but I love the colors and everything. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we talked. I mentioned that we could probably do one just the top five GI Joe villains, but I wanted to mention Destro and Zartan. Yeah. Neither one made my list because they just didn't have enough of an impact on the sh- on the, the overall storyline, but they're both really cool characters. Destro with that silver head and Zartan with his color and shape-shifting ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really like both of those, so I wanted to give them a little bit of uh, Talking Toys love as well. But, uh, yeah, some good lists there. And, uh, folks, we would love to hear 
your choices for your top five villains or even your tie number one or even just your opinions on our top five. You can tell Taylor how wrong he is uh, and tell me how right I am uh, or vice versa if you're insane. Um, so head on over to the Facebook page or hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you think. And, uh, you know, if you have any any suggestions for future top five lists, uh, you know, send them our way because we're always open to suggestion. Mm -hmm. And especially if, you know, one of our readers or readers, one of our listeners suggests it, then obviously we want to give you guys what you want to hear. So, uh, Taylor, thank you for joining me this evening for this. And I fun. I did too. Let's, uh, let's do more of these. So, uh, for talking toys with Taylor and Jeff, I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. Super evil, villainous action figures. <laughs> Why did that sound like a horse? Oh, you always do Elijah's. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?